بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان احسن الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان شر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار uh, so we begin today which i believe is our sixth lesson in the series and in the previous lesson before we entered upon the discussion of the uh, meeting place or the gathering in which the magicians gathered along with uh, Musa and Harun Ali Masalam then in the in the previous lesson before we entered into that whole discussion we looked at the issue of miracles or what we call ayat or bayyinat or the uh, barahin uh, which is the language of the Quran we discussed that topic from largely from the speech of uh, Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and it was important for us to understand that discussion uh, because the, the the topic here is or uh, the subject we're going to enter into is the miracle or the ayah the burhan that Musa al-Islam will use in order to expose that which the magicians are going to come with and so this makes it incumbent upon us to understand the difference between the ayat of the anbiya and what is other than them from which is from the the handiwork of the magicians and the soothsayers and the people of that nature and so in that respect the essence of what we covered in the previous lesson is that we said first of all that in the language of the Quran as Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that the language of the Quran uses ayah bayyina and burhan and that we don't find the word mu'jiza mu'jiza which translates commonly into miracle and al-mu'jiza is literally the meaning is that which renders someone else incapable that which renders someone else incapable and so that's commonly translated as miracle uh, but it is a, a, a broad term under which can come both the miracles of the prophets and messengers and likewise what is done of the extraordinary things by the magicians and you know the tricksters and people people of that nature so we said it is better to stick to the to the words of the quran the ayah the burhan or the bayyina or if you are going to use these terms like miracle we make sure that we ascribe it we say the miracles of the prophets that we don't leave it uh, general so that was the first uh, point and the second point was that what is an ayah it is something which is outside of the capability of the jinn and men which allah he does upon the hands of his messengers right so this is the definition of an ayah something that is outside the capabilities of jinn and men and so this now differentiates our understanding of miracle or ayah from the ash'aris and from you know those other than them um, because they they do not distinguish between 
what is brought by the messengers and between what is brought by the you know magicians and people of that of the of that kind so after this we said that the ayat of Allah which are bestowed upon his messengers are only one of numerous types of evidences which are used to establish the truthfulness of a prophet or a messenger so this is now a second point by which we differ from the other the people of kalam because they say only miracles are what tells us that a messenger is a messenger right and they build a whole theology around this 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 idea or this notion so this is the people of kalam like the ash'aris and the and the mu'tazila in general that's what they're upon whereas we say that the ayat of allah or the miracles performed by the at the hands of the messengers this is one of numerous ways and means from those other ways and means are for example just looking at the actual teachings of the prophet himself the teachings which he which he brings they are very distinct and unique uh, in the sense that he calls to Allah, he calls to belief in the hereafter, he calls to uh, righteous deeds, he calls to belief in the previous messengers, he calls to belief in the previous books. There are certain signs you can tell that this is a genuine uh, prophet, as opposed to other than them, from from the you know the liars and the swindlers and the fraudsters. You see that they that they that they don't generally bring bring these specific types of things. Likewise, uh, the uh, the the actual rulings that he brings of the the legislation that he brings likewise his personal qualities his personal uh, biography so there are many many different ways and routes that we can establish the truthfulness of a messenger it isn't just by miracles alone even though they are from the you know from the strongest of what establish that a prophet is a genuine uh, prophet we also distinguish between the miracles or the ayat of the prophets and messengers from what the magicians bring in a number of ways first of all we said that what the magici magicians bring are just um uh they 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 are things which are from the skills and crafts of individual people right so if they don't involve jinn then it is just using some mechanical technical means some advanced knowledge and by that they 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 they, they trick the people and secondly, it is something that can be acquired and can be learned, right, through skill and practice and whatever else. Whereas the miracles of the prophets and messengers, they cannot be acquired, nor can they be learned, nor can they be enacted in any way, because they are, you know, from the, from the signs that Allah bestows upon them uh, to establish their truthfulness, if the jinn and the men and the magicians and whatever else in, in collusion with each other could bring something equal to what the messengers bring, then miracles would not be a sign of their, of their truthfulness. Right? So there's a clear distinction then between the miracles of the prophets and messengers and what the jinn and men do. They are of two different categories altogether. So there were some other points that we, that we discussed as well about how the Ash'aris went astray and how the Mu'tazila went astray in this topic. So you can refer back to the previous lesson for the details on that. So that now brings us to a continuation of where we left off. We said that after the rational arguments, the arguments in which Musa salam he established with proofs that Allah is the Rabb, He is the Lord, He is the, the owner, the master, the regulator, the controller, 
uh, to whom all worship is due. So after all of those arguments were presented from the clear evident signs that everybody sees and experiences, and after Fir'aun used a series of false types of arguments, of diversions and tricks and tactics and you know games that he was playing, uh, Musa al-Islam said, would you believe if I brought you some clear evidence sign? Meaning, this is now where he brought the, the, the miracle. The miracle of the staff turning into the serpent and displaying his hand which became illuminated and, and glowing. So once Fir'aun, he saw this, he, uh, he basically, uh, he said, uh, if we continue from where we left off in the previous lesson, uh, from the from the ayah, here we are. So Allah Zawajal He says, "وَلَقَدْ أَرَيْنَاهُ آيَاتِنَا كُلَّهَا فَكَذَّبَ وَأَبَى." That we indeed showed our signs to him, all of them, but he denied and he refused. قَالَ أَجِئْتَنَا لِتُخْرِجَنَا مِنْ أَرْضِنَا بِسِحْرِكَ يَا مُوسَى. He said, "Have you come? Have you come to expel us from our land with your magic, O Musa? فَلَنَأْتِيَنَّكَ بِسِحْرٍ مِثْلِهِ." We shall come with magic which is equal to yours or like yours. فَجِعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْئِدًا لَا نُخْلِفُهُ نَحْنُ وَلَا أَنْتَ مَكَانًا سُوَى So make for us a gathering place which we shall not, uh, uh, that, we sh- that we shall most certainly attend and not, not avoid. Neither us nor you. And we shall be on an equal footing. قَالَ مَوْعِدُكُمْ يَوْمُ الزِّينَةِ وَأَنْ يُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحَى So he said, your meeting will be on the day of celebration. There was a day of celebration that they would have and that the people should be raised early in the morning. So Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he comments upon this and he says that Fir'aun was so despicable and lowly and ignorant and you know the deficiency in his, in his intellect in the way that he was rejecting the signs of Allah. And become very, becoming, showing very, very arrogant away from following the evidences and signs. And so when he said to Musa al-Islam that this is just magic you are bringing and we are going to equal you, let us have a gathering place, let us have a meeting place. All of this, what, what Fir'aun was doing was just basically he was in front of the people because his arguments had been defeated. He was trying to fool and deceive the people to make it look as if that you know he that Musa al-Islam is simply a magician, a skilled magician, and nothing else, and that you have nothing to worry about. We will gather all of our magicians, our specialists, and then we will expose this man for what he is. He is just a, a, a skilled and a trained magician. So this was how Fir'aun was uh, presenting himself or portraying to the people present in his court and, and in his gathering. So Musa al-Islam, he uh, intended. So in, in the way that he replied to him, he intended that all of the people should be present and it should be at a time like the Yom Zina, which is a day on which was known for them to have their celebration where, would, where more, all of the people would come out and it should be early in the morning in broad, clear daylight so that in the darkness of night no one can play any games or any tricks or any, any deceptions or slate of hand or things of that nature. So he said to him, Mawidukum Yom Zina. Your meeting place is on the day of Zina. And Ibn Kathir says that this was a day, uh, an Eid of theirs in which they used to celebrate, which they used to, used to gather together. 
and that the people are brought together early in the morning meaning from the early part of the day when the sun has basically just come up and it is in this most intense uh, moment and so that the truth likewise can be most apparent and most clear to the people and he says that he didn't request it in the darkness uh, because then it's easy to pull off something you know batil or something of that nature so that it can be in the in the broad uh, daylight so so Musa al-Islam he then uh, made this uh, uh, made this offer to Fir'aun and Allah continues in this passage in Surah Taha فَتَوَلَّى فِرْعَوْنَ فَجَمَعَ كَيْدَهُ ثُمَّ أَتَى So Fir'aun turned and then he gathered his plot he built his plot together and then he came and so in between what happens here is that the magicians of uh, Fir'aun so part of the story is carried on in another chapter of the Quran but at this point it simply says that Fir'aun turned away he brought his plan together then he came and what this means as is explained in other parts of the Quran that he gathered all of the uh, magicians and uh, they brought them uh, to uh, Musa al-Islam so the meeting took place so قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعَذَابٍ وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ افْتَرَى So Musa al-Islam now says and this is when the magicians have all gathered and they've come and again the story will be completed from other parts of the Quran he said to them woe be to you do not fabricate a lie against Allah such that the punishment of Allah comes and it touches and it afflicts you for indeed the one who fabricates a lie then he will be he will be one who loses the one who will be lost and so what he's saying here as we shall explain as Ibn Kathir will explain that he's admonishing the magicians perchance that they might reflect and understand and take heed so then what happened is فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ وَأَسَرُّ النَّجْوَى so after Musa al-Islam he admonished them and warned them the magicians then went off and they began to discuss among themselves قَالُوا إِنْ هَذَانِ لَسَاحِرَانِ يُرِيدَانِ أَنْ يُخْرِجَاكُمْ مِنْ أَرْضِكُمْ بِسِحْرِهِمَا وَيَذْهَبَا بِطَرِيقَتِكُمُ الْمُثْلَى So when they came back and they discussed, they said, these two men, indeed these two men, these two magicians, they only want to expel you from your land by their magic. And they want to take you away from your way which is better, and which, which is better, the best way. فَأَجْمِئُوا كَيْدَكُمْ ثُمَّ أَتُوا صَفَّا وَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْيَوْمَ مَنِ اسْتَعْلَى So come together and bring together your plan and then come in rows for indeed today whoever is uppermost will be the one who will be victorious and the one who will succeed. So this is the passage. Now Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he comments upon all of this now and he says that here Allah Ta'ala Allah the Exalted is explaining about Fir'aun that he went and he gathered everybody he could of the magicians in his land. And this is because Egypt was a place that was known in that particular time. It was full of magicians in every place, skilled magicians in every place. And 
they were very very skilled in this particular art so he brought them from every township from every location and so a large number of them actually gathered and Fir'aun gathered with them in his in his court with his people with his ministers with his family and with all the responsible people for running his state they all gathered in this big big gathering and uh, Fir'aun uh, was in attendance and he said uh, he, he, he said to them uh, to come together and so the people who were present they said لَعَلَّنَا نَتَّبِعُ sahara إِنْ كَانُوا هُمُ الْغَالِبِينَ so the people when they saw these magicians they said that perhaps if these magicians are going to be victorious then we shall certainly follow them and so Musa al-Islam this is why Musa al-Islam he came to them and he said to them he began to admonish them and he uh, criticized them for bringing, bringing the sihr which is batil which is false and how this is going to clash with the ayat of Allah and how it is going to clash with the proofs and evidences of Allah so he was telling them he was telling them that what you're going to do is batil it's false don't do it he said وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا you are going to fabricate a lie against Allah do not do this and if you do this then punishment is going to afflict you and the one who fabricates a lie then he is the one who is who will lose in the hereafter so basically before the actual the, the showdown so to speak Musa al-Islam went to them and he began to admonish them, admonish them telling them that what they are going to do is clear plain falsehood maybe that they might take some admonition now he admonished them in such a way that they split into two parties the magicians themselves because in the in the next part of the passage Allah Azzawajal, he says then they began to dispute against with each other about the affair that they were engaged in so some of them began to say that uh, this what Musa is saying is the speech of a prophet this is not a magician and others began to say no he is indeed a magician so they began to dispute and have this argument and so uh, Allah knows Allah knows best what was you know what 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 they spoke about uh, in detail but then uh, he says uh, Ibn Kathir says that they basically secretly discussed these affairs between themselves and then at the end of it they came and their conclusion was after the argument and discussion between themselves the conclusion was that indeed these two are simply magicians they want to expel you from your land with their magic and take you away from the your way which is the better way now what happened here in between as we shall see later on in the story is that some of the magicians were hesitant and others were convinced that Musa al-Islam was a magician but Fir'aun convinced all of them or he basically forced all of them to continue and to proceed in facing up to Musa salam. so they said in essentially in this ayah indeed this one and his brother Harun they are simply two very skilled magicians they are skilled in this art and what they want to do is to simply gather people around themselves and they want to take you away from the king and his people and they want to 
split you away from each other and they want to take leadership over you by way of this craft that they have learned. And now if you look at this argument, the first one to mention this argument was Fir'aun. He said it first. And then the magicians, they repeated it. But that was only after when Fir'aun saw that they were disputing and arguing, then he basically forced them and imposed upon them to do what they were going to do and to say this thing that they said. Because this saying was originally from Fir'aun, not from the magicians. And so the magicians began to say the same thing afterwards. And you can see here that one of the, this is one of the arguments, another argument of falsehood, and another one of the tricks of Fir'aun in his continuing series of uh, deflections and diversions and false arguments, which is, and this is something that was said to other prophets and messengers as well, that they said, these two men are simply, they are power hungry. They are after power. And all they want to do is to take you away from the way that you are upon right now. They want to take you away from your rulers and leaders. They want to then dominate you, control you, and then eventually they want to get out, get you out of this land. And you know this, this type of argument is an argument you see recurring all the time. And it is from the arguments of even the people of Bid'ah, the people of innovation, they use against the people of Tawheed, the people of Sunnah. And they make it appear as if this call that we are bringing of Tawheed and worshipping Allah alone, it is a call by which we simply want to dominate other people. And in fact, even the disbelievers of, of today, this is what they say as well. That They say Islam is it's about domination, it's about control, it's about uh, violence, it's about this and that. And this is, this is not true at all. Islam is about conveying the message of Allah Azza wa Jal to the servants of Allah Azza wa Jal. With clear evidences, with good argumentation, with clear proofs and uh, this is this is what the people of Tawheed and Sunnah have been entrusted with and so in order to reject the truth that Islam comes with the clear manifest truth then we have so many of these different arguments but one of them is this argument that it is simply just to seek power it is all about dominating a country and taking over its people and this 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 is this is batil this is one of the arguments that we see uh, mentioned today and you see that the prophets and messengers were the essence they were the uh, best example of what a caller to tawhid and a caller to sunnah ought to be and we see that these prophets and messengers they never sought any ajr they were never after any ajr. So we see in the Quran, for example, in Surah Shu'ara, when you read the stories of all of the messengers mentioned in sequence, you will see ayat in this surah in which each of these messengers, what does he say? He says, and this verse repeats itself many, many times in this surah, Surah 26. وَمَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ I ask you for no reward. I ask you for no, no recompense, for meaning for, for what I'm calling you to. In ajriya illa ala rabbil alameen. Indeed, my recompense, my recompense is only from the Lord of the worlds. So you see the same thing being said by the various prophets and messengers mentioned in this surah. If you read this surah, surah shu'ara and various stories, you see that they will all say the same thing mentioned about five, six, seven times.
So, on the other hand, we see that the magicians of Fir'aun, what did they say? We see in Surah Al-A'raf, وَجَاءَ سَحَرَةُ فِرْعَوْنَ قَالُوا إِنَّ لَنَا لَأَجْرًا إِنْ كُنَّا نَحْنُ الْغَالِبُونَ The verse says, Then there came the magicians of Fir'aun, and they said, Indeed, for us there is going to be an ajr, a reward, if indeed we are the ones who will be uppermost. So look at this, the people of truth, the prophets and messengers, they never came neither for any reward, nor did they come for any leadership or to take over the people, nor did they come to expel people from the land. They only came to call the people to worship Allah alone and to save them from punishment in the hereafter. To call them to the truth, sincerely for their guidance and to want to save them from the hereafter. And this is the nature of what a caller to Allah, and this is the proof that the people of the Sunnah, the people of Tawheed, were upon the methodology of the Prophets in calling to Allah. What is our manhaj? Our manhaj is to explain Tawheed to the people. Our manhaj is not the way of the Khawarij who, who, who believe that Islam is simply about power and authority and, and, and violence and so on and so forth. This is, this is the first deviation in Islam. It is alien to Islam. And uh, so, so when we call the people, we follow the way of the prophets and messengers. The prophets and messengers, they wanted sincerely and honestly to save their people from the hellfire. And they called them with evidence, with guidance, with proofs, with good argumentation, with patience. And if they were met with violence, then they only responded with whatever Allah legislated for them and allowed for them in responding to that aggression and that violence. And so we can see here from, from, from here then that Musa and Fir'aun, they did not went, want any reward. Their reward is with Allah Azawajal. On the other hand, the people of falsehood and batil, there is nothing within batil in, in and of itself because the truth, truth in and of itself is something. But batil in and of itself, there's nothing within it. And so you see these people, they want, they want reward for what they are doing. Whereas the prophets and messengers do not, do not want any, any reward or any recompense. So this argument, as I was saying here, you see uh, some of these uh, misguided people uh, who are astray and who lead others astray and they invent lies against the scholars of Tawheed, the scholars of the Sunnah, so one of them, for example, in the, uh, America, the United States, uh, an ignorant, deluded, misguided man by the name of Shadid Muhammad, uh, he says, look at, this, look at these scholars in Saudi Arabia, like Sheikh Rabi and others. They just want to, they want to uh, dominate uh, black people in America. And they want to, uh, uh, you know, they, they want to uh, control them and to dominate them so that they can't think for themselves. And the reason why he, why he says the likes of this speech is because these scholars are explaining uh, principles from our religion that we do not cooperate with the Ikhwanis, we do not cooperate with the Takfiris, we do not cooperate with you know, these kind of people in, 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 in Da'wah, because these, these, these are from the prohibited ways and means which are used by, by the Muslim Brotherhood. So do not work with them, do not cooperate with them. 
and do not follow misguided people, remain upon the truth, remain upon the sunnah. So they interpret this because they themselves have their own agendas and have their own alliances with other people and have their own form of dawah they believe is correct for whichever land they are in. Right? The methodology of the prophets in calling to Allah does not change whichever land you are in. All of the prophets and messengers, when they were, they were sent to different lands, different places, different people, to the Ad, to the Thamud, right? to the, the, the people of Nuh, the pagans of Quraysh, right? all of these were different people. In every nation a messenger was sent. What was the message? It was very clear. Worship Allah alone and to avoid false gods. And then there is a methodology by which we call the people to that in whatever land we may be in. And part and parcel of that methodology, especially you know, after the establishment of Islam and the evidences of Tawheed and the correct methodology, is that we do not cooperate with the people of Batil and the people of falsehood on side issues. Right? So, you know, you see these people like Tahir Wyatt from those misguided people. He will go to the platforms of the Ikhwanis and platforms of people where there are black nationalists and people like that and speak about, for example, organ donation. You know, the fiqh of organ donation in Islam. Uh, you have people sat there who could be Jahmiya, they could be mixed and confused about the, the, the nation of Kufr, you know, these um, uh, Farrakhan and these people. You could, be, you could have all sorts in the audience, Ash'aris, Maturidis, this, that, and the other, and you've come, you're going to speak about the fiqh of organ donation. Uh, this is the methodology of the Prophets according to these people, right? So these are the very same people who are then using this argument that these scholars of Tawheed who were sat over there in Saudi Arabia, right? They're not interested in you. They're just happy with their coffee in the morning and their dates. They don't really care about you or your issues. Why are you giving so much attention to those scholars and listening to everything that they are saying to you? They just want to dominate you and control you, you poor, you know, you... you, you um, you are, you are already oppressed, you suffer racism and so on and so forth. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to create like a, 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 racial, a, a racially based call. And this is from the ways of, of Jahiliyyah. Right? This is not from our way. We accept that there, are, that there is racism. We accept that there is economic difficulties. We accept that there are, clearly all these things definitely exist. And they are present in societies, whether in America, whether in this country, whether in other countries. No doubt these are genuine issues, genuine problems. But these are not... So, so basically they're complaining about we have like, you know, illegitimate children in our societies, we have drugs in our societies, we have this, that, and the other, whatever. We should address those issues. And this really shows that this, this person hasn't truly understood the methodology of the prophets and messengers and the methodology by which... Allah rectified the servant and the land by way of his messengers. These issues, what you are trying to address of social problems, economic problems, evils within families, drugs and all of these kind of things, they are a consequence of the people being far, far away from Tawheed and Iman and not understanding it and it not root, being rooted and take, taken root in their hearts. That's why these problems are there. But you see these misguided individuals and subhanAllah Allah has misguided these people. These, these people are misguided upon knowledge because these are, these are not ignorant people. These are people who spent six, eight years in the city of Medina. Graduated with, with degrees from, 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 
the, the University of Medina. And then this is the kalam, batil, the, the false speech that they are coming with once they return back to the countries. Right? So the, the, the point being this argument that we see being used here by Fir'aun and then by his magicians in the face of truth, it's all about control. It's just all about control. And um, the same argument was used by the Khawarij against Uthman, radiallahu anhu, that you just want to, it's all about monopoly of money and this, and you put your cousins in power and your relatives in power and so on and so forth, and, you know, uh, uh, and whatever, the, all the other arguments that they used. And they accused Uthman, Uthman, radiallahu anhu, of false things. And they rebelled against him. So this type of argument, you see that it, it's a recurring type of false argument against the people of truth, whether it is the prophets and messengers, whether it is the people who call to Tawheed and Sunnah upon the methodology of the prophets. It's a recurring false uh, argument. And, uh, so, and you will see likewise, these people I've got to note here, these people present today, like you have these uh, black, they call them Hebrew Israelites. As this movement present today, uh, they believe that they are the original Israelites, they are Christians, and uh, again, they have some racial doctrines, and they have uh, a, lot of, a lot of hatred and resentment based upon history because of historical things that happened. And so they have this really racially motivated uh, call that they have, <clears throat> and they say the same thing. They reject Islam purely because they, they claim it to be something that's an Arab thing. And on the grounds of race, they, they reject uh, Islam. Because, as I said, they have, they have many of these grievances that go back many, many centuries, and they are unable to let go of those grievances. And so you see that the call of these people is not based upon the Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal. It is based upon some other, some other motive, some other... You know, uh, uh, something, you know, some other issue. So the point being here that the magicians of Fir'aun, they Allah 
So this argument uh, stated by Fir'aun and then the magicians uh, was another in a series of false arguments. And the story continues for Ajmi'u Kaidakum Thumma Tu Safa Waqad Aflahal Yawma Manista'ala. So the magicians said to each other, Let's gather our plot together and let us come in rows, in organized rows. And indeed, those people who uh, are uppermost today, they will be successful. So they decided what they were going to do and they all conspired together and discussed together secretly and Ibn Kathir says that indeed uh, they, they erred in their opinion and uh, they thought that the, the falsehood that they were going to bring was going to overcome what Allah was going to bring about upon the hand of his prophet and his messenger, his noble messenger with clear evidence and something which will bewilder their intellects. And so they among themselves said, كَيْدَكُمْ Meaning bring every means, every method, everything that you are able to use. Suffer, come all in one, you know, in, in, in a row, come at once. And uh, this is so that they can, you know, show a, a presence of strength and so on and so forth. But all of this, as Ibn Kathir says, was just simply them being deceived by shaitan. So they came, and now this is where we have the, 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 the throwing now. قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى إِمَّا أَن تُلْقِيَ وَإِمَّا أَن نَكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَنْ أَلْقَى So either it is you or Musa that throws first, or it is us that, that, that throw first. So Musa said, قَالَ بَلْ أَلْقُوا He wanted them to throw first. So he said, rather you throw first. فَإِذَا حِبَالُهُمْ وَعِسِيُّهُمْ يُخَيَّلُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَى Then behold, the, the, their ropes and the, you know, the, the, the ropes and the, the staffs that they had, it was made to appear, it was made to imagine to Musa al-Islam from their magic that they are now moving. فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَى So Musa then felt some Fear, he was perturbed in his soul, he feared. So Allah said to Musa al-Islam, Do not fear, indeed you shall be uppermost. Throw what is in your right hand, it will devour what they have you know, manufactured. Indeed, they have only manufactured the plot of a magician. And the magician will never prosper, no matter which way he comes. So, here, Ibn Kathir comments upon this, and we see that the explanation of what the magician specifically did, here, and this is the, the, the explanation of Ibn Kathir, which is that they taken their ropes or the... Uh, whatever things they had and they filled them with mercury and mercury is a very heavy metal it's a fluid metal uh, at room temperature and this is the explanation given that when they whatever contraption they had made and they threw it on the ground and some others explained that maybe they had some uh, some heat or something coming under the ground as a result of which the mercury expanded and it appeared that the that the things were actually moving 
on their own or of their own accord. Now, as we said previously, that magicians, the the the, the, the magicians generally when they do their magic, there are two types of, of sihr. One which is simple trickery by the use of advanced uh, means. And so, for example, Shaykh Al-Sami he discusses this uh, when he speaks about the awliya of shaitan and the tricks that they play. For example, when they walk through fire and things like that, he says what they do first is they put this special, specially created, it's a type of, type of mud or something like that which, which can uh, deflect heat, right? So they put it on their skins and then they walk through the fire to, to make it look as if that just like the fire of Ibrahim Islam, was made cool, then likewise the fire has been made cool upon them, right? So basically there, there, are, there are many, many tricks and ways and methods that can be employed, either by, for example, advanced knowledge of chemistry, advanced knowledge of physics, and in our time today there is advanced use of technology. Uh, there's a, a, lots of use of technological trickery in order to deceive people, especially about space travel and things of that nature. So this is one of the types of tricks that can be used. Advanced technical uh, know-how, which the average common person doesn't, doesn't really know, and which can be exploited to you know, uh, uh, play games like this. Or it can be through the use of the shayateen, the jinn. Right? So it could be that the jinn were the ones who are actually <coughs> who are actually playing about with these things and moving them around and making them look as if they had a life of their own. So it would appear to someone's eyes that he would imagine that this is what is actually taking place. <clears throat> so in any case... Uh, the the uh, magicians they said that when they threw when they played their trick using whatever means it may have been whether it is a mechanical means according to some or it could be the use of jinn where they uh, manipulated they got the jinn to you know make these things appear to move um, Allah then said to Musa Islam alqu or uh, Musa said to them first qala alqu falamma alqu سَحَرُوا أَعْيُنَ النَّاسِ وَاسْتَرْحَبُوهُمْ وَجَاءُوا بِسِحْرٍ عَظِيمٍ As occurs in another ayah in Surah Al-A'raf. So in another part of the Quran it, say, Quran, it says, He said, throw. So when they threw, they bewitched the eyes of the people. And they instilled fear into them by what, what the people saw. And they came with, might, with a mighty form of magic. So here we see that they bewitched the eyes of the people. And then Allah Azawajal explained that, lo and behold, their robes and their staffs, they, it was made to appear by way of the magic that they were moving. So, لَا تَخَفْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ لَعَلَى Allah Azawajal said to Musa, do not fear, for indeed you shall be uppermost. وَأَلْقِمَا فِي يَمِينِكَ Throw which is, that which is in your right hand, and it will devour what they have fabricated. Indeed, they have fabricated the plot of a magician, and the magician will never prosper, no matter which what he comes with. So then, Musa al-Islam, he threw, he, uh, he threw the uh, staff, and we see in another part of the Quran, Surah Yunus, he said, he said, ma jitum bihi sihar, whatever you, whatever you have come with is magic. Inna Allah Indeed, Allah, He will falsify it and make it vain. Inna Allah la yuslihu amal al-mufsidin. Indeed, Allah, 
does not rectify the actions of the mischief makers. And indeed, Allah will establish the truth with His speech, even if the criminals may detest it. That's in Surah Yunus. And likewise, we see in another place, that we inspired to Musa to throw down your stuff. Then behold, it ate and devoured that which they were fabricating. So the truth became established and what they were doing was invalidated. Meaning the magicians, they were defeated and they were rendered to be small. They were basically belittled. وَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سَاجِدِينَ قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ رَبِّ مُوسَى وَحَارُونَ So what happened now? The magicians, the magicians were humiliated and when they saw what they saw, they said, indeed we believe in the Lord of the worlds, the Lord of Musa and Fir'aun. And this is because when Musa when he threw what he threw, it became a huge snake. And of a certain form, of a certain description, which brought fear into the people when they saw it. And then it moved very, very quickly and it devoured the contraptions, whatever they had made, one by one, very, very quickly. And the people were watching and they were amazed. So when the magicians, when they saw all of this, they knew that this, this, is, this is definitely not magic. What we did was magic. We used tricks and whatever, we used the jinn. This is not the work of trickery or nor is it the work of jinn. This is something else. And they realize straight away that this is an ayah from Allah Azawajal. It is a miracle uh, from Allah Azawajal. And um, they, they believed and they knew from knowledge, from their own skill, from their own uh, art in this field, that this is neither, it's not, it's, it's not magic, it's not any form of trickery. It was not something that was imagined. It wasn't Zur, Abu Hutan, or Dalal. It wasn't anything fabricated or misguided. Rather, it is nothing but the truth. And this, that whoever, whoever sent this person, Musa al-Islam, then this has to be Allah. It has to be Allah Azawajal. For him to be aided and supported against us in this way, it can only be a genuine prophet from Allah Azawajal. So here, Allah Azawajal, the, 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 there, was, there was a seal on their hearts before this. And that heart, uh, the, the, the seal from the heart was uncovered and removed. Right? Many of the disbelievers, there are seals upon their hearts. None can remove it except Allah Azawajal. And in this case, with these magicians, these magicians were steeped upon kufr, upon shirk, upon disbelief. And obviously to be a magician, you have to sell yourself to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the jinn, and do actions and deeds which entail kufr for you to win the support of the jinn. And so these people were upon clear manifest disbelief. And so when they saw what they saw, through this miracle, the veil, the, the shroud that was upon their hearts was removed in an instance and they immediately saw the truth. And um, they fell down in prostration 
And they openly said to all of the people, they said openly to the people, imagine that they are in front of Fir'aun, his people, the, court, the people in his court, everybody, and they said, Amanna bi Musa wa Harun. They said it out loud. We believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun. <coughs> keeping, keeping in mind that all of the people had said that today we are going to follow the magicians. That if they are victorious, we are going to follow them. And we see instead that the magicians upon whom everyone was depending, they themselves have now believed in the Lord of Musa and Harun. So the story continues in Surah Taha. قَالَ آمَنْتُمْ لَهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ آذَنَ لَكُمْ إِنَّهُ لَكَبِيرُكُمُ الَّذِي عَلَّكُمُ السِّحْرِ He said, have you believed in him before I have given you permission? Now this is Fir'aun from his arrogance. Have you believed in him before I gave you permission? Indeed, he is your leader, the one who taught you magic. فَلَأُقَطِّعَنَّ أَيْدِيَكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ مِنْ خِلَافِ he said, Indeed, I'm going to cut off your hands and feet on opposite sides, and I'm going to crucify you on the trunks of palm trees. And then you shall know which of us is more severe in punishment, in, in, in lasting punishment. So now, he said a number of things. Number one, he, he told a, a, a huge and mighty lie in front of all the people. He said, Musa is the one who taught you all this magic. So he was the greatest magician and he taught you all this magic. So now Fir'aun is trying to say face in front of all of the people who are witnessing because he knows that these magicians have said, we believe in the Lord of Moses and Aaron. And the people are going to follow them. So he said, indeed, that man, the, the Moses, he was the magician, and you've learnt all your trickery from him. And this is a clear fabrication from Fir'aun, because he knows that you know, Musa al-Islam was from the land of Midian. He's not, he's not from here, he was in the Midian, and he came directly from there. So this is a clear fabrication. Secondly, he then threatened the magicians and said, I'm going to crucify you after chopping off your hands and feet on opposite sides. So what was the response of the magicians? Qalu, they said, we are not going to prefer you over what has come to us of clear evidences and over the one who, who originated us. So judge with whatever you are going to judge. Indeed, you can only judge in the life of this world. Indeed, we have believed in our Lord so that He will forgive us our sins and forgive us for what you compelled us to do of the magic. And so this is a proof now as Sheikh Sa'di says <coughs> that these magicians were actually compelled to do the magic after they were admonished by Musa Salam. And they split into two groups and they began to, some said he's a prophet, some said he's a magician. Then it appears that they were forced to engage in the magic against their will. So when they saw, obviously what they saw of the, of the miracle, then they believed. And so now they respond to Fir'aun that indeed 
we hope that Allah will forgive us our sins and forgive us for the magic you compelled us to do. Wallahu khayrun wa abqa. This is now a refutation of what Fir'aun said because they said because uh, Fir'aun said wala ta'lamunna ayyuna ashaddu 'adhaban wa abqa. You will see which one of us is more intense in punishment and more lasting. So their response is wallahu khayrun wa abqa. And Allah is better and more lasting, meaning in contrast to your judgment and to your punishment. So Sheikh Asadi explains, look at the, the response of the magicians. Fir'aun, he was going to crucify them and punish them. And he claimed that this punishment is lasting. In response, the magician said, Allah is better and everlasting. And so Sheikh Asadi says, look, this is what a believer should understand and compare between the punishment of this world and the temporal nature of this world, that's just short, and compare it to the bliss, the reward of the hereafter and the eternity of the hereafter. And this is what a believer looks towards. And especially at this point, when these magicians knew that they were going to be killed, in a very violent, in a very cruel, in a very painful way. And they had that iman to say to this Fir'aun, this tyrant, this criminal, that you can only judge in the life of this world, you will not judge in the hereafter. And your punishment is only temporal. And it will, it will not last, it is not everlasting. Whereas Allah His reward is everlasting and likewise the other way around his punishment for you will be everlasting and even more severe than the punishment that you that you are going to give so this is the the retort or the response and then they admonished him they said to him innahu man ya'ti rabbahu mujrima fa inna lahu jahannam la yamutu fiha wa la yahya indeed the one who comes to his lord as a criminal then he will have hellfire he will not die therein, nor live therein. Meaning it will be in a state between life and death. So again, this is a refutation of what Fir'aun claimed, that our punishment, you know, ashaddu adaban wa abqa is more severe and more everlasting. So they respond to that with him. And then they said, وَمَنْ يَأْتِهِ مُؤْمِنًا قَدْ عَمِلَ الصَّالِحَاتِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الدَّرَجَاتُ الْعُلَىٰ But as for the one who comes to him as a believer, who has done righteous deeds, then they, for them, will be the highest degrees and the highest ranks. Meaning, that, you know, we are going to die upon belief, and this is what will be for us. This is what we seek. We seek the highest ranks with Allah. Jannatu adnin tajri min tahtiha al-anhar khalidina fiha wa dhalika jaza'u man tazakka Gardens, uh, beneath which rivers flow, remaining therein forever, and this is the reward of the one who purified himself. And so some of the commentators, Sa'id bin Jubair and Ikrimah, and Al-Qasim bin Abi Bazza and Al-Awza'i and others, they said that when the magicians prostrated on the ground, they were shown their, their places and their palaces in paradise. Meaning as glad tidings to them, to show them, and to, to honor them, to, you know, to honor their entrance into paradise, because they knew 
that they were going to be killed and it was to turn their attention away from the terror and the fear that Fir'aun was trying to instill and put into their hearts. He was trying to make them disbelieve. I'm going to crucify you, I'm going to punish you, I'm going to chop your on opposite sides, your limbs on opposite sides. Right? And so uh, the, the, the commentators, they say that the magicians were shown, the former magicians were shown their positions in paradise by Allah Zawajal and they could see and this, for this reason they paid no attention to whatever their outcome was going to be. And so this is because, and we'll finish on this point inshallah, uh, this is because the Fir'aun, when he saw those magicians had be become Muslims, and they'd made it openly known because they expressed it openly, they and the people began to see this from the uh, magicians, then it really uh, worried him. And he, it, you know, it blinded him even further. So rather than believing along with the magicians of uh, with the magicians, he then plotted his deception and wanted to hinder the people, continue, continuously hinder the people from Allah. Then he began to say to the magicians, "Have you believed in him before I gave you permission? Before you discussed with me? Before you, you know, uh, asked my permission? Indeed, he is your big one, your leader, who taught you magic." And he also said in another ayah, So he said, indeed, this is just a plot that all of you together have conspired, you, the magicians, Moses, Aaron, you've all got together. So what he's doing here, he's trying to now deceive his people even more once the truth has been made clear. Now trying to make it look as if the magicians along with Moses have been involved in a conspiracy and a plot to basically... Uh, expel the people from their land. So Ibn Kathir, when we finish on this point, he says, look at this buhdan, look at this fabrication, which every individual, every aqil, every intelligent person knows what clear disbelief and lie and, and it contains, which, you know, even you couldn't, if you said this to the children, they wouldn't believe you. And this is the type of foolishness he tried to put upon his people, because all of the people, in his land, knew that Musa al-Islam came from Madian. He's come from Madian. How could he be have conspired with all these magicians who've come from every town, every location in, in Misr? How did he conspire with all these people? Right? So even all those people knew, but this is the showing the arrogance of this individual, the arrogance of this man, and uh, you know, he, he continuing to be in denial of the truth. And now he tries to make it look as if the Fir'aun and his uh, uh, people uh, the, 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 the magician, sorry, along with Musa al-Islam had conspired in order to remove them from uh, from the land. So we, we come to the uh, end of this uh, lesson. In the next part we'll look a bit more into the, the punishment brought upon the magicians and how they remain believers. And then we'll take the story from that point onwards. Uh, but this again shows us to conclude then the Shia arrogance of Fir'aun and his arrogance does not end at this point because from this point he will brutally murder and kill the magicians and um, after that there will come the signs the many many signs and he will continue to kill and you know uh, the Bani Israel, then there will come the major signs that will come, and even in, in the face of all of those major signs that come, he will still remain 
arrogant. And we'll look at those inshallah ta'ala in, in the next lesson. We'll finish there for today. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.